What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Rams Showcase returns for yet another season. Plus, upcoming off-season dates and how the Rams are impacted. And later, the Matt Stafford effect is already taking shape. We will explain next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Some cool stuff to get into. As far as news goes, not a whole lot uh, on that front, but we do have some good stuff to talk about nonetheless. All right, Matt Stafford effect is in full effect. All right, uh, we're, we're going to definitely be, this is going to be an off-season topic. All right, basically, to explain to you guys what's happening here with the Matt Stafford effect, this will be part one, is we're basically just explaining what changes have happened or are happening because Matt Stafford is now on our roster, no longer quarterback Jared Goff. What would maybe be different if Goff was still in town? What's now happening because Matty Staff is in town? And uh, we'll be talking about that pretty much all offseason. There will be a certain moves that will be made that will be uh, related directly to this acquisition of Matt Stafford being traded to the L.A. Rams by the Detroit Lions before the Super Bowl. It's going to be a whole thing, all right? And uh, we'll we'll ride that one pretty hard. Uh, it, it's for good reason, though. Rams have a new quarterback. It's been a couple of years since we've been able to say that. And I'll be honest, guys. It's not that I missed this conversation because it is really nice to go into a season just knowing who your guy's going to be. But at the same time, I, I like these conversations. I like being, you know, getting into the, like, what's going to happen uh, aspect of, of the offseason and your roster because... The Rams have a lot of question marks right now. We'll get into some of this stuff, but the, the Rams have question marks right now, and it's getting it's it's to the point where we're going to see a big shift, and that might take a couple of years. But I think the the acquisition of Matt Stafford is going to have a pretty big impact roster wise uh, on the on the Rams on the offensive side of the football. So not obviously not defensive. That doesn't really, you know, relate to Matt Stafford. But I think we're going to see a lot of changes uh, on the roster from that standpoint. And yeah, I think we're going to see some this year, and it is going to take a couple of years. And I, and I don't want anybody commenting and saying like, hey, guy, well, what, what, about, what about his age, man? He's 33. That's just not that old right now, all right? I mean, the way that these trainers, and first of all, the Rams have an amazing one, Reggie Scott, uh, the way these trainers are are prepping guys to handle a full season, to handle all this contact, and then what guys also now do on their own, instead of like back in the day when people would have a cigarette at halftime show, that's not happening anymore. So people are just taking care of themselves a little bit better. I know that Matt Stafford has had an injury-riddled NFL career, but that doesn't mean anything to what is going to happen in the future. And that's that's really one of my big points with this entire offseason is I feel like we have Matt Stafford career A and Matt Stafford career B. And that A career is what he did with the Detroit Lions. And a lot of people are going to point to his his losses in that, his injuries in that, which honestly, the injury thing, he hasn't missed that many games in his career. He's been playing since 2009. And he was one of the quarterbacks that the Rams just didn't get a shot at. You know, there was like the, the Matt Ryan... Uh, I mean, Mark Sanchez, I know what he did now, but looking back at the draft, like when it was happening, these are all guys that the Rams fans, the conversation was, hey, let's go get this guy. Like, because at the time it just wasn't working out, especially with, you know, Bolger near the end there when we were going like 
when we when we won the three games and the two games and the one game all like right in a row, it's like okay, we got to figure this out. Okay, and then we ended up bringing in Bradford, but we all know how that went. But either way, guys, it circles back around to the fact that. Uh, that Stafford, he's not just here for like two, three, four years. We could really have him for the next nine, ten years. And I know you're saying you're you're sitting there. So there's some people going right now. Like, there's already people typing. They're like, "What? Matt Stafford's not going to pay until he's 43." You don't know that, okay? We don't know that. I don't know that. He could just play for four years and then call it quits. Maybe he gets like three rings out of that. I have no idea. But either way, Matt Stafford, him coming to the Rams' offense is going to change things. And that's all that the Matt Stafford effect is about. Things are going to be changing. And he's going to be a big part of that. He's going to be the catalyst, that first domino uh, to punch over and 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 cause a lot of a lot of ripple effects uh, roster wise, especially on the offensive side of the football and maybe schematically. I mean, that we'll have to kind of touch on when we get there. But at the same time, I mean, we we can already see that. That, that Sean McVay seems a lot more confident in Stafford. So uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We'll get uh, deeper into it because uh, we've been talking about it. But I want to save that for just a little bit where we get the actual, the Matt Stafford effect. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into what's already happened uh, that, that, that maybe wouldn't have if Jared Goff was still the guy. So uh, let's first get into some notes here, uh, some news and notes. Uh, first, I want to mention this one. This is kind of an interesting story that's unfolding here, and I know a lot of people won't like this one, um, but it looks like uh, Rob Havenstein is on the trading block. It looks like he's available uh, to, to be part of a trade, and we'll see what happens uh, in that front, but I want to let you guys know that if if the Rams front office is letting it come out and slip out, because things don't get out that teams don't want out. Things don't just like leak, like a true leak is not really that real because uh, if a team wanted to keep something secret, it would absolutely stay a secret. So the fact that this is getting out, that the Rams are willing to move on from Rob Havenstein and are looking at trade offers and, and, and maybe maybe calling up teams and saying, hey, what about Rob? Then that kind of tells me that he's as good as gone. He is basically no longer a Ram in my mind. And this is actually a conversation that I had on the Jared Goff front when uh, when we had the comments saying, you know, that... When when Les needs looking at the at the at the calendar, saying like, "Oh, what what day is it? The twenty sixth? Oh yeah, Jared Goff, he's a Ram right now. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff to me. This is just along the lines of that. So, what will the Rams get in return for Rob Havenstein? I'm not sure what they're looking for in return for Rob Havenstein. What I can tell you guys though is all those people freaking out about the offensive line right now. It, you're sitting on your on your couch or wherever you watch me, and and you're sitting there and you're thinking, what are the Rams thinking? We we're gonna get rid of one of our longest tenured offensive linemen for 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 what? We we need all offensive linemen. Our, our offensive line's terrible. I'm here to tell you, it's really not that bad, guys. Our offensive line is definitely not as bad as people think it is. So, uh, is according to Pro Football Focus, it's a top three offensive line. So we can afford to lose a guy like Havenstein, who actually has been at different points of his career a weak spot on the offensive line. Not all the time. Sometimes he's a very strong aspect of it, but he kind of he kind of goes back and forth a little bit. So uh, this move, I don't hate that that much. I, I, it sucks to see a guy like Rob Havenstein go. He's one of the original. Uh, St. Louis Rams that's still on the roster. And for for you guys, uh, I'll give you guys the other names. Johnny Hecker, Michael Brockers, Jake McQuaid, and Aaron Donald, and then Rob Havenstein. So it looks like we're going to be way down on this list as far as guys who were who are here today 
that were St. Louis Rams. Michael Brockers could be out. Jake McQuaid, he is a free agent. We'll see if he comes back. And Aaron Donald, uh, he's staying. I mean, we don't have to worry about that one. So, uh, but Rob Havenstein, I, I would expect I would expect a move soon. I would expect a move potentially before the start of the league year. Of course, uh, Matt Stafford is is that officially will go through on the start of the league year as well. But uh, you know, I think I think uh, this is a a decent move, and and I don't hate it. I really don't hate it that much. And I think we've got guys on this roster such as a Bobby Evans, such as a David Edwards, that can step into that role. And I mean, and if Witt's coming back, then Noteboom can, you know, slip over to the right side. So I, I don't know, man. I, don't, I guess I, I'm i in a position where I don't hate this Rams offensive line as much as most other fans do. I just don't see it as being that bad. I, I think we have guys on the bench who are, who are even pretty strong players. I, Bobby Evans is one of them. I know he played bad against the Packers in the playoffs, but he hadn't played all year. I mean, you're... You're going to put him in the playoffs like in a divisional round on the road in Green Bay and, and be like, hey, all right, man, you better hold your own. No, he's going to let up some some plays. And that's OK. It sucks to see, but hey, it's OK. Let's take a look at some dates here, some off, off-season dates that we got coming up. The next one that we have looking at, because we're on the 17th today. If you're listening to the audio version, you it might be the 17th for you guys. If you guys are watching the video, then I would guess it's at least the 18th. Uh, or after because I yeah, that's when it's published. So if you guys are seeing the video on the 17th, then what happened? And I did it wrong. But either way, if you guys are seeing, uh, it'll be the 18th or later. So we're getting very close to February 23rd, which is the window, February 23rd to March 9th, the window where teams can put the franchise tag or the transition tag on different players. Now, there are some Rams players that could get this this tag. Uh, the last time we saw it was 2017 with safety LaMarcus Joyner, who is now, I think he's still a Raider, isn't he? Uh, but either way, he, he got shipped off. He went out. Well, we didn't ship him off. We just stopped bringing him back, and then he left. Kind of like if you like leave the door open and your dog just bails on you. Like You didn't send him out, but you didn't do anything to keep him, you know? But either way, uh, Joyner... That was the last time the Rams used the the, the franchise tag. Uh, there's really only two candidates, and I tried to dig a little deeper into this, but there's just there's only two guys that would make sense to get a franchise tag from the L.A. Rams this year. That would be linebacker Leonard Floyd and safety John Johnson. Now, one of these guys I think is absolutely not only deserving of a big payday, but I think he's going to get a big payday. The other guy kind of gets hurt by somebody else and that other guy is Leonard Floyd and the the reason that I say that is Leonard Floyd came over he did an okay job in Chicago and then he comes over to to the Rams and has a very strong season hits his bonus for hitting double digit sacks but he's also with Aaron Donald Brandon Staley uh I mean he's got you know John Johnson and, and Jalen Ramsey on the back end he's got the ability to just pin his ears back he is going to be a free agent I don't think the Rams bring him back I don't think the Rams bring him back because I think he's going to be a little expensive. And I also think that, uh, that, that, who, oh man, who am I thinking of? Dante Fowler. That Dante Fowler leaving and going to the Atlanta Falcons and not playing that well, I think that hurts Leonard Floyd in this situation because I think that it, you could have that team that, that's looking at, at Leonard Floyd saying, like, hey, he had an awesome season last year. It's like, well, yeah, but also Fowler played really well when he had Aaron Donald on that line rushing with him too. So, I mean, I think that has to be taken into consideration. I don't know. I like. I don't. I obviously I would like Leonard Floyd back on the Rams, but a, I think he's too expensive. Definitely, I don't think worth the franchise tag. You, it's only you only buy yourself one more year. 
And at the same time, I, I just, I don't know, guys. I, I think that I think that Fowler and Floyd coming in and doing basically the same thing tells me that it's really not the guy themselves. It's kind of the positions they're being put in. So who are some other guys that we could come in? Uh, we'll, I, that, I want to wait on that just a little bit. Um, obviously, March 17th is when... Uh, is when free agency starts, but we're going to get some extra names. So we'll dig deep into guys who could replace guys we lose. Uh, we'll we'll dig into that when we get a little bit closer. But I think that there are a number of guys that you can squeeze into that slot and they're going to be productive. I don't know if they'll be as productive. They might be. I have no idea. But a guy like Samson Abukam, we got Terrell Lewis, who's really young. Can he stay healthy? We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I think that a, we might have some guys on our roster that can that can kind of slip in that role or maybe a rotational situation, or we can look at, at uh, free agency and potentially the draft as well. John Johnson, on the other hand, I think he's going to get paid. I don't think the Rams can afford him. I think it's too expensive to put the franchise tag on him, and I think he goes to the Chargers. And there's there's nothing saying that he might go to the Chargers. It's literally just me in my my dumb Sheriff Joe bag brain over here thinking, just making up scenarios. I just see it. It just it just is in my head that John Johnson's going to the Chargers. I could be very wrong. I have no idea. I don't have like somebody telling me. I don't have like sources like texting me like, hey man, the Chargers man. Uh, Hey, they're going for him, man. Brandon Staley, he want he wants some. Yeah, I don't have that, but that is a reason why I think it's possible. Is Brandon Staley? I also think Leonard Floyd goes to the Chargers because they've got some money to spend over there, and we do not. <laughs> and and you got the familiarity with with Brandon Staley. Leonard Floyd wouldn't have even been a Ram without Brandon Staley. That's why I think he goes over there. But those are your two, uh, the the two, the two, the only two that I see. If you guys have other suggestions, drop them in the comments. But I, I, those are the two that I see that the Rams could could potentially franchise tag. John Johnson more so than Leonard Floyd. I don't think it's used this year, though. Let's see. March 15th to 17th is the legal tampering period. I hate this with my whole heart. So uh, what what sucks about this is the tampering window is where before you can actually sign the contract, you can actually start having conversations with these guys. In, in some situations, it does not happen. Matt Stafford and the Rams... They tried to cry tampering in that situation, but it was very public that Matt Stafford was available. So, of course, it's not tampering. Uh, then there's the conversation now, actually, about the Packers and J.J. Watt uh, and maybe some other teams by now. But there's a, the conversation. Well, I, I at least have been asked of, of like, hey, could the Packers get in trouble for tampering with J.J. Watt? It's like, no, it's very, very public that he's available. You can't tamper if you can just do whatever you want. You know what I mean? So. Either way, uh, but either way, like the, the tampering period, the reason that I hate this is because that teams will agree to deals with guys and then it just gets released. And like on the 15th, we're going to hear about deals that are that are finalized, but not going to be official until the 17th. And I think that kind of sucks because do you guys remember when, oh man, what year was that? Well, a couple years ago, not even that long ago, when, when the Rams uh, it hit free agency that the, the, like two o'clock my time is when free agency usually starts. It hit free agency and immediately it was Bradford for Foles. It happened. And it was like, we had no idea that that was about to happen. And it just went down and it was like a huge explosion of news and stuff. And I love that. I missed that with my whole heart. So uh, also to let you guys know, okay, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, uh, but either way, that's uh, it. I want where you're not allowed to contact anybody until the official start of the new league year. And it's just madness. Like, every, like phones are ringing off the hooks. You got, like, some guy, 
doing shoulder technique over here, but he's like texting over here while he's like tweeting on a computer as well. Uh, I want to see that. That's what I want out of the the free agency period. But now we get a two day or a basically a seven two hour window, and that's kind of a bummer. But either way, uh, it's gonna it's still gonna be exciting because you still get new guys on your team, and that's always the uh, the fun part about free agency is is being hey we got this guy uh, now we'll we'll be able to watch him as a ram and stuff. That's pretty fun but i want to see guys uh i want you guys to comment how you guys are celebrating how do you guys celebrate the 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 new year this is my new year the the other new year the ones that like uh normal people celebrate i was i've been asleep for midnight for that one for the last like five years i don't care about it at all i woke up a little bit because fireworks were exploding outside my window and i was kind of like woke up i was like oh happy new year carl that's my cat's name um and then and then i just went back to bed <laughs> nothing cool i didn't do anything fun uh, but this one is the one that I have fun on, but that tampering window kind of ruins it a little bit for me. I used to literally take the day off of work <laughs> to celebrate the new year. This is my new year. Happy New Year it is uh, March 17th at 2 o'clock my time. That's when the new year starts. I don't know. But either way, I want to know how you guys celebrate. Have you guys ever celebrated? Are you guys as insane as I am where you're actually taking days off work and like waiting, holding your phone, just refreshing your Twitter feed come new year and then boom and news just just flowing in and it's exciting i love that stuff march 17th though is the start of the new league year this is also when free agency officially begins so that's of course tied in with the tampering uh situation but this is a free agency officially starts on march 17th it it'll be one o'clock la time two o'clock joe time and then uh then that's when uh, all the the contracts that we've agreed upon will be uh finalized that's when uh matt stafford will officially be a ram all that good stuff uh, but also, all teams must be below the salary cap at this time. That means the Rams will have to make some moves. Absolutely will have to make some moves. We're about 35 mil, uh, 34.5 mil over the cap right now. And, you know, Havenstein is a conversation right now that looks like that's going to get done. I would, say, I would say that with the Rams needing to be under the cap by March 17th, then I would say that the Havenstein move could happen a lot sooner than later. And then uh, we could see a Brockers move. I don't want to see a Brockers move, but I think it could happen. Uh, other than that, I see just some reworking here. I, I don't think that we're going to see too many guys, too many guys just cut. I think that guys like Cup, Woods, Ashawn Robinson, uh, Ramsey, Donald, I think those contracts just get reworked. You can, it's always possible, guys. It's 100%. It's always possible to get below the cap in time. There is not a way, there's not not a way. Does that make sense? Does that make any sense? There's not not a way to get under the cap. There's always a way. There's always a way to shift around some money. You give this guy, you, you t- cut this chunk, make that a bonus. Now that you can stretch contracts, like you can stretch them out to where, like, yeah, this guy's only contracted to play with us for the next three years, but we're gonna pay him for the next six uh, and split up that cap that way. There's all kinds of ways, guys, and it will get done. It will absolutely get done, but how? I'm not sure 100%, but I would say Ramsey, Donald, Cup, Woods, and Ashawn Robinson. Hopefully Ashawn Robinson. I, I His deal, I, he's getting overpaid for his production for sure. I, I like Ashawn Robinson, and he's young enough to, to turn that around and actually be a, an integral part of the defense. But either way, those are the names that I see that I think get uh, reworked. Uh, but that is it for the uh, for the offseason dates. And, and Well, that's not all the offseason dates, of course, but that's the ones coming up. We'll get into further ones like training camp and all that stuff when we get past this stuff, because this right now we're we're in we're in tear it down and build it up again mode. So right now we're just we're taking our roster kind of 
taking some parts off of it, trimming the fat a little bit, and then we'll be rebuilding it in free agency on the draft. And then that's when we can talk about the training camp stuff. But let's get into uh, let's get into some other stuff here. So this one, guys, this is a short one. I didn't have anything too crazy for this. I just wanted to to, to kind of people keep on complaining that the Rams are getting rid of their their first round picks, and I, I get it. I mean, first round picks are exciting. They have an entire day now. It's just ones, you know, first round pick day one, and then you get two and three, and then you know you get the rest. But it used to be one, two, three on day one, but now now we just get one. Day one is round one, and it's been a boring day for Rams fans. Draft day is a pretty boring day for Rams fans. Yeah, I mean, I'm a football fan. I love seeing where all these other guys are going and, and also what impacts it's going to have on the division and the conference that the our beloved L.A. Rams play in. But I think that we're putting a little too much value in these first-round picks. We had talked about it last week or two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, we did. We weren't here last week, but we, I think we talked about it two weeks ago. Where uh, the the first round picks is, I got a, a fan queso saying, "Hey, why don't the Rams take uh, first round picks as serious? Why do they not value them as much?" And I went into it and explained that I mean, a the Rams are, have not been very good at first round picks. <laughs> the most recent one is Jared Goff, and then I mean, then you got like the Alex Barons, the Jason Smiths, the Greg Robinsons, all that stuff. I mean, of course, you got the gems. You've got the Aaron Donald in there, but Tavon Austin, that was like an exciting player. I still love Tavon Austin. Never really panned out though. You know, guys like that. So the hit rate on a, on a first round pick is still only 50-50. In fact, there's more undrafted free agents in the NFL than first round picks. That they, they have more staying power than a first round pick. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Maybe it's just sheer numbers. Maybe it's just sheer numbers that every team gets like one first round pick, but every team also signs like 15 undrafted free agents. But those guys, they're climbing uphill. They're pushing that boulder up the hill and it's snowing, you know, just like it is in the world today. Right now, it's snowing like crazy in Colorado, probably where you're at, too. But they're pushing this rock up the hill and maybe it is numbers. But either way, these guys are behind the eight ball. First round picks, you have to like actively screw up to not make it as a first round pick they want you to make it as a first round pick they'll do everything they can to get a first round pick to make it but that doesn't always happen first round picks hit rate 50 percent. this doesn't necessarily say that much but i wanted to talk about it anyway these are guys that have been drafted with the rams first round picks that, that we held originally and gave away we traded away Last year, Jacksonville Jaguars, that was part of the Ramsey trade. They drafted linebacker Kalevon Chason. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. In a way, though, that kind of helps my point. 2019, the Atlanta Falcons, this was a draft day uh, trade. It was picks only. Uh, the, the Falcons took offensive tackle Caleb McGarry. Not a bad pick, but, I mean, still young. 2018, New England Patriots, they had our pick with the Brandon Cooks trade, wide receiver Brandon Cooks. They took offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn. Good pick. Not exciting pick by any means, but a good pick. 2017, the Tennessee Titans. This was part of the Jared Goff deal. They took wide receiver Corey Davis. Strong pick. Strong pick. No Pro Bowls, but a strong pick. The point is, of these guys... 
and this is only the last four. I mean, we're going to get one this year. We're going to get one next year. We're going to get a year after that that we'll be able to add to this list. But either way, guys, none of these, none of these names are like maybe maybe Corey Davis. Maybe maybe that's a guy that uh that everybody's sitting at home wanting right now. But but also maybe not. I I don't know. I, the Rams are pretty deep at the position. I don't know if we would have gone Corey Davis to that position anyway. So uh, my only point with all of this, guys, is. Losing first-round picks, in the time that the Rams have not held a first-round pick, they've gone to the playoffs 75% of the time. Of course, there's some carryover, and we have a strong coaching staff, but in those years that the Rams had did not select in the first round, 75% of the time, still going to the playoffs. If I had to guess, I will say Rams will be in the playoffs again this year. We went 10-6 and and won a playoff game with Jared Goff, and now we just improved that position. By how much? I don't know. But Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Speaking of Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, let's go ahead and get into the Matt Stafford effect. But first, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some water, so I'll be right back. All right, guys, thank you for holding. <laughs> yeah, we're back now. Uh, and we also got some fan cases after this, guys. Uh, so we'll get into the Matt Stafford effect and then answer a couple of fan cases for you guys. Nothing too crazy, I don't think so, at least. Or, you know what, maybe it will get crazy, and I have no idea. But, uh, let's see. Okay, just a few, actually. Probably the fewest I've had in quite a while, so uh, we'll, we'll get into those after this. But first, the Matt Stafford effect. The Matt Stafford effect is simple. It is, it is this. It is, what is different now that Matt Stafford is our quarterback, not Jared Goff? That if Jared Goff was still here, these things would not be happening. But because Matt Stafford is here... Things are a little bit different. It's the first domino to fall of the Rams offseason. It even started before the official offseason because this move was made before the Super Bowl. But either way, the, the first domino is Matt Stafford. So what else happens from here? What's different? So what is new? First of all, first and foremost, the Rams Super Bowl odds. Those are new. All right. The Rams went into that trade before the trade plus 2,200 to win the Super Bowl. Now. After the trade, plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. And there's a lot of things that go, I, I guess, I, I, obviously, there's a lot of things that go into the, to the odds. And these guys know more and they paid closer attention to stuff than I do. But to cut those odds just basically in half. Like, if you put on, if you put in the money before the trade, you're looking good. And I did. I don't know about you guys. I did. I always put money on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like... Probably like eight times a year, I put money on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. It was like it'll be a game that I feel good about, you know. <laughs> like the, I, oh man, what was it? I can't remember the game this year. It was like, oh, I'm doing it again. I'm I'm putting another twenty. <laughs> it just has to do it. But either way, a lot of stuff goes into it. Vegas though, they thought that 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 Stafford coming in in place of Goff was worth that much. So that's new. The Rams wide receiver room could get a shift, could absolutely get a shift. But how will that shift work out? Will we see a Marvin Jones? Will we see a Kenny Galladay? I've seen that name thrown around a lot. I don't think that that necessarily happens. I just know, I feel like that's more fanfare than anything, where fans are really just kind of, they're kind of wanting themselves some Galladay. I don't know if I buy it yet. A big part of that, though, is the cap situation. We'll see what happens with the cap situation. Jones feels very real. That feels extremely real. I feel like that could absolutely happen, and that would be the the like step one of the Matt Stafford effect, really. Um, but either way, 
the the shift of the wide receiver room, I think, is inevitable. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, they feel like they're a little bit more solidified. I think that might be it. I feel like those are the only two guys that kind of have like safety in their job. But I also don't feel 100% about Cooper Cup. I do. I feel Robert Woods is going to be here. Robert Woods is going to stay. But Cooper Cup is one that I think could get moved. I don't. There's nothing saying that. I just I feel like it's a very Rams thing to do would be to move on from Cooper Cup. He has missed the Rams' biggest games. You know, missed the playoff run of the 2018 season when we went to the Super Bowl. He missed. Uh, he he missed this. Uh, this the the Packers game, the most recent one, the last Rams game in the playoffs, the division round. I I think that we could see the shift there. It could be a guy like Jones, maybe Galladay. But I did want to mention that I, I, I think with Jared Goff, I think that the chances that Josh Reynolds stay, I, I think are higher. And the fact that Matt Stafford is in now, with Matt Stafford, it feels like Josh Reynolds is a guy who gets replaced for a guy that Stafford maybe has some history with. Does that make any sense? So I, I really do feel like Josh Reynolds, as much as I love Josh Reynolds, I would love to see him back. I'm a big fan of Josh Reynolds. But I, I, I feel like he's the guy on the outside looking in. A, he's already a free agent, so you eat nothing to just let him go. And also, his production just hasn't really been there. He had a big drop against Green Bay. I mean, that kind of stuff, that, that hurts. And when you when you look back at the season and you, and you see that big drop, I think it was a third down, maybe it was a second down. When you see that kind of stuff happen, it kind of triggers you and be like, okay, all right, Matt, who do you who do you want, man? Who who did you work well with in your career that's available that we could go after? And I think that that Josh Reynolds gets replaced in that regard. But either way, guys, uh, the 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 real the real Matt Stafford effect day one, right? What we're doing right now, uh, I I think I think we just need to address that it's very clear that Sean McVay stopped trusting Jared Goff. And that's evident in a few different ways. I think it's evident in the play calling because Sean McVay was getting a lot of a, a lot of backlash for his play calling, and rightfully so. His play calling got very boring, especially probably from about week 12, 13 on. It it was it was pretty dull play calling out of the Rams offense. And that's not something that we are used to. We're used to Sean McVay absolutely lighting it up. And just, you know, putting up some tutties and and it just wasn't happening. And it seemed like we had like five play calls. And it was very frustrating. As Rams fans, I know if I'm frustrated watching, because I'm the most patient human in the universe, I think. If I'm getting frustrated watching, I guarantee all of you guys are too. And I think that he does deserve some of the blame. Sean McVay, that is. But I think we know, we also just need to look at the entire relationship. Because Sean McVay has only one time called out a player publicly and said this player didn't do his job. That was Jared Goff. And what, what what that wasn't that long ago. It was he did not do his job. He needs to stop turning the ball over. And then as soon as the season's over, he's a ram right now. Which is just it just told us all that he's on his way out. All of that says that that trust was just gone. It just did it just didn't exist. You look at the play calling, you look at the comments, you look at how fast they were ready to trade him before the Super Bowl. The trust was gone. So at the very, very minimum, we have to understand that McVeigh is going to trust Stafford. He picked 
Stafford. Stafford picked him, and he picked Stafford. So the trust is going to be there. The trust is already established. We have like a, a baseline of trust that's already higher than the, the level of trust that Sean McVay had with Jared Goff at the end of the season. It's already established because they chose each other. We also know that McVay is absolutely going to, because he trusts Stafford, he's going to just let Stafford just launch it. Just just have at it, man. He's got the experience. He's got the cannon. He's got the brain. I mean, he's a smart quarterback. I think he just lets him have it. But also, I think we need to, we also need to remember that the Matt Stafford has never seen a team like this before. He's never seen a coach like Sean McVay. He's never seen a running back group this deep. He's never seen a wide receiver room this deep. He has seen a better wide receiver, Calvin Johnson, but not a wide receiver room this deep. He's also, in my opinion, never seen an offensive line this strong and has never played with the, a defense on the other side of the, the, the football field that, that is this dominant. He's, he's had a top 10 defense one time. He went 11-5 and five that year. Now he comes in with, like, what, a top two defense, top three defense, if you really want to get picky if and, and pick apart with the, the, the staff departures. They're strong young, strong young running backs, experienced wide receivers. This team's been to a Super Bowl before. A lot of these guys are returning from that. It wasn't that long ago. We have a young offensive line with strong depth and a head coach who's known for being innovative. I, I think that this could be uh, an entire turning point for, for Matt Stafford's career. And I think that's really what I'm getting at when I tell you guys that, you know, like like that Matt Stafford's career, Lions career and Rams career, I don't think are going to be very comparable. I mean, he's the same person. He's got many of the same, you know, his, his cells. <laughs> Cellularly, he, he makes up the same human. But I think that there's a very big difference in what Matt Stafford's coming from and to what he's coming to. Matt Patricia was his head coach. Terrible. I mean, he just did not do a good job. He's had decent running backs, but never really had had one that stuck. But Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson, if Malcolm Brown comes back, uh, Clay Campbell, these guys are talented. Wide receivers, of course he had Megatron. Calvin Johnson, you can't deny that. But Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, I think right there, that's some, that's some good depth at the at, at the very least with those three. And I only say those three names because I don't think Josh Reynolds comes back. And I also think that Matt Stafford brings some of his own guys. So it could be, you know, a, a Cup, Woods, uh, Jefferson, and Jones, or a Galladay, something like that. But either that's, that's really what it comes down to. And also... Uh, the defense is, is an aspect. The coaching's an aspect. The roster is an aspect. I just don't think that that you can look at anything that happened in Matt Stafford's career with the Lions and just translate it directly to the Rams and have it just make sense. He's not going to be the same exact player. He's not going to be making the same exact throws. He's not going to be seeing the defense the same exact way. It's just not possible. Everything's different. Everything. His offensive line's better. His running game's better. His his wide receivers are are deeper. His coach is way better. I don't think it's comparable at all. And that really is the Matt Stafford effect. And that's really what we're going to have to wait and see when the season actually starts and we actually see what he can do on the field under a Sean McVay offense. But I do want it to be known as well that I don't think that this is the year that everything comes to place. Like, I don't I don't think that, that adding Matt Stafford is like the final puzzle piece and you just push it in. You know that feeling like when you push in the final puzzle piece and the puzzle's done and it's just like, it just like smushes. In. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It, it just like kind of creeps in there, and makes that little soft little sound. I, that's not. I don't think what's happening. I think we just had a big section over here. It's like, oh, this is Matt Stafford. Oh, actually, that goes right here. Boom. But I think there's some things missing still. 
and also keep in mind that a quarterback is usually way better their second year in a system, not their first year. And of course, Matt Stafford's smart. He's experienced, all that stuff. But I think next year is really where we can try to turn that turn that around. And I also want it to be known, I mean, we, Rams went 10-6 and six and won a playoff, run a road playoff game with Jared Goff, who blatantly did not have the trust of the Rams head coach and offensive play caller, Sean McVay. That's gone now. The trust is there. At the very least, if Matt Stafford is just launching it and losing us games, then at least we can't, we won't be able to blame it on McVay anymore. Because I really do think that that, like the play calling, we can blame Sean McVay if we want to, but you have to look at why he, why is he calling this? Why why is he stopped doing jet sweeps? Why is he only doing those play action rollouts uh, with the three levels off to one side? Why why is that all he's calling? He didn't trust Jared Goff. That's it. He didn't trust his quarterback to. To, to run his offense like he wants it to run. It just didn't happen. So now you bring in, you trade him out, and uh, and now we have a guy that he can trust. But that's uh that's not that's my biggest my biggest part of it, guys. It's gonna be two different careers. It's it's a new Matt Stafford. New Matt Stafford now. I, I don't think it's gonna be the same. I don't think it'll it'll compare at all. Let's do some fan quesos, huh? We don't have a lot for you guys, and these are all from Tyler. Thanks, Tyler, for uh, shooting these over. I posted this kind of early, so I think that that's probably what happened. Is uh, it probably got lost in the in the Facebook algorithm, so it's just out there for nobody but Tyler. <laughs> all right, let's get to the first one here. Uh, with the new odds of MVP, where do you see Stafford ending up at? Uh, he's at number five now. I mean that I'm I'm curious to see how he intertwines with the Sean McVay offense as well as guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I'm really curious to see who's the wide receiver that he really just keys in on. It'll probably be Woods. Yeah, that's my guess because Woods is one of those guys who's probably already calling him and like, hey man, do you want to meet up at this high school park and and throw around like, like I know the plays already, man. I'll help you out. I'll, I'll go. You know, I that that's just the kind of guy that Woods is, and I think that that's probably already happening. At least the conversations are already happening with Woods. I would assume, just because historically that's been the kind of guy that he is. As far as what will you know the MVP kind of stuff look like, I think that he'll be in the conversation for at least a little bit. I don't know if he'll end the season in the conversation because there's some amazing people out there right now, and I also really do think that uh, that Russell Wilson. I think he goes somewhere else and wins MVP. I mean, he's talented enough, and the Seahawks don't give a crap about helping him at all. So I think he just bails and just requests a trade officially. Probably goes to like a sick team like the like the Colts and just wins MVP, and they go to the playoffs and do really well. Uh, but either way, I don't think that Matt Stafford is 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 there. I don't, but he might be. I mean, we'll see. I I just don't I just don't think he's going to take it this year. Next one from Tyler. How do you see the Rams' defense performing with the loss of the defensive coordinator and other key staff and starters? That's a good good question. Uh, it's it's it it sucks losing Staley, uh, but also at the same time, like I think we we I, I I hate to say that it's like hey it's good that we lost him or whatever because it's not. I mean Brandon Staley is a good coach and the players loved playing for him, uh, but Aaron Rodgers figured that defense out real quick. So I don't know, man, maybe that, maybe that's on tape now. And maybe, maybe we picked a good time. Maybe he picked a great time to get on out of here because that's, that's tough. But I mean, also Raheem Morris, I mean, pretty much it's been stated that, that the, the defense will stay the same schematically, uh, except for a few like Morris wrinkles that will be added in. 
I think Aubrey Pleasant and Joe Barry, those are two huge losses. As positional coaches, those are huge losses. Aubrey Pleasant was the cornerbacks coach, and then Joe Barry, a linebacker coach. Joe Barry took what was supposed to be our weakest unit and made it fine. I mean, it was strong. But that's just who Joe Barry is. He's an insane coach. I don't know if you guys heard about what happened with him with Joe Barry. It looks like he blew off the Chargers. He's going to be the linebacker coach and defensive passing game coordinator for the Chargers. And then uh, it looks like he's been offered in Green Bay for a defensive coordinator. So I think he said Austin Lucia to, uh, to L.A. altogether. But Aubrey Pleasant out in Detroit, he's an amazing coach. I'm, I'm genuinely bummed that he's not a Ram anymore. Genuinely. That's a bummer. Uh, but as far as a, as, as a difference... I mean, this is still a top five defense. I'll give it that. I'll say that all offseason. I'll, I'll go top five. Uh, we were number one last year in scoring and in points given up. Or <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. In points and yards given up. So, uh, so I, I mean, it's hard to, to keep that. But it's also the first time the Rams have ever done that. But losing, losing those guys, like you mentioned, that's got to be factored in. So... For that reason, um, I'll I'll keep saying top five, but I think that that can I think that the Rams can maintain a top five defense, especially when you got uh, when you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, two superstars, uh, two of the better defenders in the entire NFL, and they're both on the same defense. You're gonna be looking at a pretty strong defense. This one comes from Heather. What are you looking forward to next season? Strong question. All right. Uh, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking to see. I'm looking forward to what Matt Stafford brings to the LA Rams and, and, and how he impacts this offense. Uh, it did get to a point with Jared Goff where I, and I again can't say it enough. Been a Jared Goff supporter. Hope him all the best. Wanted him out of Cal. We got him. Was stoked. Have a, a, a whole drunk Snapchat story of me celebrating the drafting of Jared Goff with my buddy Charles and Taryn was there too. Uh, but uh, I have a whole drunk story on that on my Snapchat as uh, in my memories of just me going crazy and stuff. But uh, I, I, I loved I loved golf, but I, I think that it was pretty evident this year that he was kind of holding our offense back a little bit. And is and I'll always support while they're here. And you guys might catch on to that. <laughs> like, well, t- Todd Gurley was here. Everybody was like, well, what's up with Todd Gurley's knee? Nothing. He's fine. And the second he's gone, it's like, do y'all see this knee though? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just the way it is. I, I'm always going to support the guys that are here. Uh, they, I've always got the whoever's here today. I've got their back. And some, some guys they leave and they leave well, and I, I have their back still. Um, others, not so much. I don't care. But, but that's you guys will probably catch on to that. But either way, I'm really excited to see what what Matt Stafford brings to this Rams offense. Uh, the impact that that has and what it looks like. I, like I'm going to be doing a lot of comparison numbers to what the the Rams season averages were in 2020 compared to what they stack up as as the season goes on with Matt Stafford at quarterback and seeing what's different and and but also we'll factor in the the rest of the roster changes but that's really what I'm looking forward to I mean it's exciting to get a new quarterback on your team it's like when uh I I've lost all of my examples I've lost every quarterback <laughs> let's say Peyton Manning in Denver it was just an exciting time you know he, he he was coming off the injury didn't play the whole previous year uh but it was just one of those things is like what is he gonna do I don't know like I'm excited though like that was that was the vibe out here in Colorado so that's kind of what it is right now is like I don't know what he's gonna do he might fall flat on his face but either way I'm excited to see what he brings to this Rams office I don't think that's what's gonna happen I think he does fine but but I, uh, that's what that's really I mean, and if any Rams fan says that they're not excited to see or interested at all in what Matt Stafford's going to do this upcoming season, they're lying to your face and you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. 
This last one here comes from Tyler. What's the biggest improvement uh, you think you'll see week one? I say uh, playbook size and execution. Playbook size, not likely in week one. Uh, I think we'll see that over the course of the year. Uh, but when you have a brand new quarterback, he's gonna he's gonna take a minute to uh, to to pick that up. Uh, it, it won't be super deep for Stafford day one. Uh, and also, I mean, we got to look at the schedule and see who is week one, because if it's like Seattle or something like that, then then maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe things are a little different. But if it's, uh, I'm blanking on who we play this year now, uh, the Bears, then maybe, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe it won't be as deep. Uh, but as far as the biggest difference that we'll see week one, I think that we actually see some younger players play. That's been a theme under Sean McVay, that guys like rookies and and, and I mean, really, rookies just haven't really played that much, and I think that that's something that, uh, like this, uh, this draft, we're not going to have a lot of draft drafted players in this class, and our our first pick is not very high. But either way, I think that we get those guys in a little bit more. Maybe those second year guys, maybe maybe make a little bit more of an impact. A Terrell Burgess, a Terrell Lewis, um, you know, maybe Nick Scott comes in and, and, and plays really well. I don't know, man. It's a uh, I would say we see just a little bit more rotation. That's what I'll say. I, I, I would say we see more rotation than, than we have. That's just one thing we haven't really seen is youth playing a lot, which is really interesting. Uh, by the way, guys, Shaw's, uh, Shaw's Customs is the sponsor of Fan Queso segment. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff from <laughs> from Josh over the years. Uh, I do have a Ram Showcase vinyl. I've yet to put that up anywhere. You guys will see... Back here on my shelf, I have now my face mask that that Josh made me uh, for from, from Shaw's Customs. Uh, it's, it's covered up my mask due to COVID, um, but that's usually where that stays. I have my my other mask that I keep in my car. Um, but also, I don't know how well you guys can see this. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a little zoomy zoom. But uh, this is a shot glass with the LA Rams logo engraved on it, and then you can also see uh, right up here. We've got the, uh, the the beer mug, the Ram Showcase beer mug, which is super official and awesome. So uh, make sure you guys check them out. It's etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs. And I'm very sorry uh, that is not a shot at Sean Connery <laughs> with all the shoes. Anyway, that was a weird joke, huh? Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for, for me, though. Make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. That's where that's where you find the fire. Um, you can let him know that uh, Sheriff Joe Bag sent you. He won't get a deal out of it or anything, but he'll get a kick out of it. And just remember, guys, if it wasn't made by Josh, it was made by somebody else. Uh, but that is the episode of Ram Showcase this week. We got a. This is we're doing it. This is we're we're going to be covering season six of on Ram Showcase. This is the sixth season we will cover here on Ram Showcase. Ram Showcase turns five uh, next month on the fifteenth, so that'll be cool stuff as well. We're going to our kindergarten year of the sixth season. Hope that got uh, makes sense, you guys. We started in 16, so we have a 16 season, 17, 18, 19, 20, and now 21. So six seasons. Uh, it's going to be awesome stuff, guys. I'm really excited about it. Can't thank you guys enough for sticking with me through this. Uh, you guys have been with me from, most of you guys have been with me from the beginning. I know I'm getting a whole flood of you noobs, uh, those newbies, though. And welcome. And, uh, yeah, leave a comment. Let, let me know where you're from, guys. Let me, let, let's, uh... Let's figure that out. I'm, I'm in Colorado Springs. Well, I'm in Fountain, Colorado, but basically Colorado Springs. And that's where I'm at. Drop a comment. Tell me where you guys are at and uh, your favorite player. Let's do that. Marshall Falk was always mine. Mark Barron was also another one for no reason at all. I don't really know what, what that was all about, but either way, I like Mark Barron a lot. 
Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, have lots of prayers. Are with those of you who are Rams fans? Thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.